Right now, you're listening to one of the realest. Mr. Respect Your Audience Himself. You are now tuned in to Live with Meech Real. something new you know hope y'all like it man i just thought about this this is super random but should i like use christmas music yet like because everybody just surpassing thanksgiving and i, I didn't want to start this show on a tangent i'm trying I'm to try to wheel myself back because i know you know people are conscious and don't celebrate this and that but it's like everybody been sliding in the christmas stuff already like dog that's so disrespectful you feel me like for the not for the history of the day, but for what it is now. You know what I'm saying? But either way, I digress. This is the one and only Meet Real. You are listening to Live with Meet Real, man. Listen, I want to give a shout out to everybody who's listening. Uh, old listeners, good looking out. Appreciate the love and the and the loyalty. New listeners, what's good? I'm Meet Real. Listen, I'm here to. I'm here, man, to just. I'm here to make you laugh. I'm here to make you cry. I'm here to make you know that Jesus is the answer. I'm here to make you click on links and follow me on social media. I'm here to, um, I'm here to get you to send money, um, to me. Um, I'm getting, no, no, I'm joking. No, man, I'm really just here, man, to share the experience with you from, from, from my perspective. You know, how am I looking through this stuff, man? How, how, have I been growing? Because the one dope thing about Live With Me Real, man, especially people who have been listening for quite some time, and the newer listeners, y'all will catch on sooner or later, is that there has, is so much change and there's so much growth um, just from listening to the show, man. I mean, I started off just interviewing people and just talking about their music to now even when I do interview artists, it's very rarely about their music, but the walk, man. Like, I've, I'm growing in it and we're not done. Like, I'm not done growing. So I want to share the journey because while you're growing, I'm growing. I'm learning. You learning. You forgetting stuff. I'm forgetting stuff. Learning new stuff. You learning. Like, it's, it's just such a dope pattern. So for my new listeners, what up, though? It's the one and only Meets Real reporting live from Detroit, Michigan. I'm talking about the heart of the country, the heart of the automobile, the home of the Detroit Lions. Okay, okay, let me go. I'm tripping. Let me take that back for a second. Listen, don't tell nobody. I mean, I'm going to tell y'all because y'all listen to the show. So we rock with each other. We cool. We share secrets. Well, I share secrets. Y'all listen to them. Don't tell nobody the Lions is from here. Like, let's just, let's assume that there's more than one Detroit. And this happened to be the Detroit that the Detroit Lions are not from. Okay? (laughs) But I digress. Anyway. Welcome, listen, man, this is episode 16, man, I gave y'all a dope little bonus when I had the Lovebirds, Mr. and Mrs. Throne music that came in last episode, so if you haven't checked that out, check it out, listen, it's not really just about love and, you know, all the stuff that people talk about all the time, no, it was a pretty dope uh, conversation, and I really, really enjoyed it, but we are back to our regularly scheduled program, this is episode 16, man, and listen, we're gonna talk about atmosphere, because <laughs> I, 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 can I can can we talk? Like, can I just share this with y'all? So, um, I've never used Uber, Lyft, or anything. I mean, like, for real, for real. In the words of my man Reby versus, I I can't trust you. Like, I I I just can't I can't trust you. Dexter, Dexter, I'll say it again, Dexter. Hey, baby girl, I can't trust your orange dress. I can't trust the orange slip-ons. I can't trust the gold bang. I can't trust your girl in this blue dress with the little brown dangly joint. Why is she grabbing me like this? Let my face go. I can't trust nothing y'all doing right now. Let me go. I can't trust none of y'all. Dog, Reed B versus shout out to my man Reed. Dog, that is that dude is nuts. But I've digressed long enough. Today's episode, man, is is about trust. Like I said, because 
I never take an Uber. I never done a lot of these. Like, I ain't even do the, you know, the food come, you know, people bring the food to you, like the Uber Eats and all that. It just, it's just weird. You know, like, these people don't even work for, these are strangers. Like, we were taught don't talk to strangers. Now I'm getting the strangers' cars and hoping they take me home. And I don't know, I know that I'm not the only one that struggle with this. So, in, um... Occurred a couple months. I've had to take Uber a couple times. And it was cool. Then, then I got back to my days when I was in high school. And I remembered. Oh, man. This is dope. Because, see, back in high school, even though I had a car, the girl I was dating had a car. And I preferred her driving me. Because at a very young age, I, got the, I received the revelation from God that I was called to be chauffeured. Like, I was literally... God created me saying, Lord, he was like, man, Demetrius, he was making me, and he was grabbing this, and he was throwing that in there, and he was doing all this stuff that, you know, God had to do, and he was like, he got to the, the driver button, he grabbed the driver button, and he put it in there, but he put it all the way to the side, he was like, no, I'm going to release an anointing to be chauffeured, and I forgot about that, you know, because I got it independent, got my own car when I got older, and Uber reminded me. That I that I was out of I was out of I was out of position. See, God can't bless you when you're out of position. And all this time I've been out of position because I am called to be driven around. I, I digress. I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 tripping. But no, for real. So I so I thought it was cool. I'm like, dang, I'm in the Uber. It was cool. I did a couple drives and all that. You know, well, got drive. You know, driven, picked up, then um, dropped off. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. Then I checked my rating. Right, because they can rate you. Drivers can rate you as a as a passenger. And I had, like, I only took five. And I had a four point five. And I was like, who the heck didn't give me a whole five? So I'm looking, and then so I'm asking one of my friends who drive Uber. I'm like, bro, why didn't give me a five? I get in the car. If they say what's up, I say what's up. If they don't, I get in. I chill because it's your car, this your swag, and I just relax. And he said, bro, so you don't always speak. I say it depends. Like I get in the car, I be like, what up, though? But then I don't try to start a conversation. I just be relaxing. And he's like, yeah, bro, that's why they gave it to you. Cause I'm like, wait, 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 but that's. What, so 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 they holding me accountable because I don't just walk around just talking and talking to people. He was like, yeah, bro. He like, well, you're already in the car with a stranger. So <laughs> talking to him <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with it. But I'm like, I'm not really used to that. You know what I'm saying? Like the environment I live in, you know, I work in and I interact the most in. It's, it's more of a, hey, how you doing? Keep it moving kind of thing. It's not a really stop, talk conversate like it's not really that like when i go to commute and conversate there's a certain place i already go to but any other time i'm usually in my zone focusing on everything else so it's not about talking and i'm like duh i got rated bad because i'm not a chatty patty like I'm, i don't know you bro but it's like dang you should probably you know just because you're nervous you should probably like be nice just in case that they, you know, do want to, like, just take you somewhere and kill you. But they was like, nah, that dude was really cool because he was just real talkative and he was really, you know, um, he just was really cool versus, you know, he just got in the car and say nothing. So now I'm about to just drive him to this warehouse. And, man, that's scary. No, <laughs> so, but I was thinking about that, like, why <laughs> um, am I like that? Like, like, why don't I just get in the car and just start a conversation versus saying, hey, what's up, and keep it moving? You know what I'm saying? So then I went into a place. It's in Detroit. Anybody who lives in Detroit, it's a place called Rex's. It's right on 8 Mile, right across from Eastland. If you in the city, you know it's like East Point, Detroit area, but it's right across from Eastland Mall, and it's called Rex's. And I've been going there for about two to three years. You know what I'm saying? It's a cool little mom-and-pop breakfast spot. It's really dope. It's always busy. Cops be always in there chilling. And I was wondering something. Every time I went in there, somebody was paying for somebody's bill. And then a couple times I went there, somebody paid for me. I took my son to breakfast one day, and me and him was kicking it. And some people walked by and was listening to our conversation, obviously. And, you know, gave me some words of encouragement because I was talking to my son about some serious stuff. And then I went to go pay at the register, and they're like, oh, somebody paid for your meal. 
And then I came, you know, I come to pick up food some every now and then, and they like, and the guy, I see people come to the restaurant, like, oh, your bill's been paid for, oh, your bill's been paid for, oh, and and I and I've seen this for literally two years. I every time I go, I see at least one person getting their bill paid for, and I was like, wow, like, what what is it about this place that just makes people feel like that? And it made me think about this really dope scripture in the Bible. That John the Baptist, when he was running around, he was talking about, you know, God, Jesus is coming. Make sure your room is clean. Make sure your room is clean. And then I think about how when we have guests come to our houses, we create a certain atmosphere. We clean up. We do this. We make sure it smells good. When we want to set a certain ambiance, like atmosphere is important. So I want to talk about atmosphere. I want to talk about what type of atmosphere do you set? Do you do people feel like they they're welcoming? Cause then I'm trying to blame the Uber drivers, y'all. I'm going back to the Uber drivers, like, well, the atmosphere wasn't conducive, so I didn't feel like I should be talking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, what about this place caused people to move this way? Like, I thought it, it just blew my mind, and I'm like, man, how, like, God, how, how do they create this atmosphere? So, so then one day, I'm walking in to this place. And I walk past the guy outside, and he's like, hey, how you doing? You all right? Like, he stops me. Like, I'm walking past him, and he stops me. He shakes my hand. He's like, how you doing today? You all right? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm good. He's like, that's what's up. He's like, hey, man, hope hope you have a good day. I'm like, thank you. And I walk away, and I thought that was strange because I was in the move. I was in the midst of doing something. He was in the midst of doing something. But he stopped to have this little short conversation with me. So then I walk into the building, and I'm sitting there. He comes in, and I find out that he's the owner. And that's when I knew. This is why his place is like this, because this is a culture that he has embodied in himself. So he created this culture. He created this atmosphere of giving and sowing and love and communication because I'm talking about this place is a small place where people always randomly talk to you, congratulate you, say something, give you a compliment, pay for your food, tip, tip the waitress on top of you tipping them. And like it's just this culture. But when I met the person, I said, oh, this is a philosophy that he's taken on himself because no matter how busy he was and that he's the owner he was it was about people it was about this environment that he wanted to create and perpetuate and it just made so much sense and it was like dog so then now going everywhere else my mind is blown because now i'm like dog what the heck why didn't he like this everywhere else even sometimes walking into businesses people don't want to speak walking into churches sometimes people don't want to speak people don't want to sp like you, i've literally walked into a bar to order something you know bar and grill don't come for me don't do that and literally everybody at the bar got a phone out and no one's talking to each other but then i've went to other places and bars where the game is on and people are talking and laughing and coming from their table and talking like and it's just this huge it's just um it's just this this thickness of of community and it's like what's the difference in these places and it's like atmosphere and i and i've and i gotta just be honest i i've just began to start learning on how important atmosphere even is so we got to talk about it man but before we get into that we got to go to my favorite segment let's talk about it How are you doing? My name is Beach Real, and this is some of the things that's happening in the news. So, I mean, anybody who knows me knows that this is something that <laughs> I couldn't really get away from even just mentioning, man. And that's the death of Stan Lee, um, one of the creators of, a creator of one of the hugest and most captivating universes that we've ever heard of. You know, and when I say universes, I'm talking about fake ones. You know, I wanted to get, you know, this is a Christian show. And we believe in God and Jesus Christ and he's the creator of the universe. But I'm talking about like cartoon universes and even cinematic universes, characters, so, uh, before we get too crazy. But no, for real, for real, man, um, this is what's really hard is talking about things um, like death and feeling the, like sometimes we feel the need to Okay, let's go back to the happy stuff. Or, oh, we talked about something super serious. And now let's get back. Now we got to change, fix the move right away. Um, 
and I don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? I think it's first of all, I think it's extremely uh, insensitive, man. And death is—I don't care how famous the person is, but um, or not—death is major. And so, for the one thing, man, we've seen so much death, and and just because nowadays everything is filmed and we have just so much access to news all over the world nowadays, it seems like it's just getting worse and worse and worse, and there's so much death, man. But I never want to allow the world to desensitize me from feeling. So I want to, so I want to say rest in peace to Stanley and all of his billions of fans, and more importantly, his family, the people who knew him. You know what I'm saying? I actually got to rub elbows with him, people, the friends, the people that built with him, that you know was with him in his times and all that. Like people who had a relationship with him outside of his talent. And what his, you know, his celebrity and what people knew him for, um, because that's tough, man. But this is what's really dope about Stanley is that his legacy is going to continue to live on. There's a universe, a baby universe, cinematic universe that he has been a part of, and creating these characters that will live way beyond most of us, and that's that's amazing. That's the that's the mark of a great man whose name and legacy can outlive any doubters, that can outlive any kind of adversity, who can outlive any trend. It's a major gift to be able to create something, to put something in the earth that will last forever or for lifetimes on top of lifetimes and build and create jobs and encourage people. And like, it's so, don't get me wrong. Some of these, these superhero movies, they talking crazy about my Jesus and making jokes that I ain't rocking with. I ain't going to play with that. But I, <laughs> but I want to look at the fact that he left a legacy where overall he made people happy. I'm talking about if you ever went to these comic book conventions and the people dressing up like these heroes and it's pretty dope. So if we can learn anything, if you don't want to learn, if you don't care about anything else, man, God has put you here for a purpose, for a reason. And if you can leave your legacy, a mark that can last lifetimes, that can bless other people, that can bring other people joy, that's major. Now, you may not be, you know, a huge famous star, but this when it comes back to introducing the gospel to somebody. To live in life with them, let them get to watch you grow as a believer and ask you questions and then them grow as a believer. And then they have kids or they have friends and they introduce the gospel. That's a legacy that lasts not even a lifetime. That can last an eternity. That's major. So I just really wanted to take that time to give Stanley a shout out, man. Rest in peace, man. Um, that's really tough, man. As well as there is so much death that we hear about. It's like you can't go a day. Unless you cut the news off, you can't go a day without it. So I do want to, I do want everyone to remember that if you're listening to this, you are so blessed to be alive. It's not something that's mandatory. It's not something that's promised. We're all on borrowed time. That's why we should be going hard into our gifts, loving people hard, forgiving people, forgetting offenses quickly so that you don't have to walk around it. Like who, it's crazy to live a life holding a grudge and then you die. You've been whole, you just like, it's like carrying a huge anchor and then you die. <laughs> that's why forgiveness is so major, but I'm going on a rant and I digress. Leave a legacy because that's major. But let's go to the next story. R.I.P. to Stan Lee, his fans, his family, prayers, love, oh man, just, just peace on to the family. People that are mourning in this time, no matter how great he was, it's still hard. Even though he lived 95 years, which is amazing. It's still hard when people lose you. So I don't want to blow over it like oh he did all these great things with marvel blah, blah 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 it's still a life that's not here that people wish he was still here so prayers to the family prayers to the fans the people who are connected and to the people who have lost life period well they may not be famous and they may not have made it to the morning you know to the news and to the newspapers but you've lost somebody i'm praying for god to just lose a, a, a peace and a, and a calm that you can't understand that you don't allow depression and anger to consume you because our loved ones that aren't here no more even though it is sad would never want something that happened to them or something they did to cause you to stop growing and stop being great and stop enjoying life so don't ever feel bad for taking time to regroup and mourn but don't ever allow the enemy to make 
the celebration of someone's life and the time that you have with them turn into your life stopping and you not growing anymore. Because I'm telling you, if they loved you, they wanted you to keep going and keep growing. They wanted you to keep going. They wanted you to be happy. So think about those people. Remember the good times and the laughs and smiles and shoot up a prayer and just continue to chase peace. But my heart, us at Live With Meets Real, on top of cleaner media, our hearts are with anybody who is dealing with death, loss. It's major. So I just wanted to take that time out to really say that I'm praying for you guys. Um, and I know it's tough. So cling to that word, man, so that God can give you that peace so he can begin to mend those places in you and heal you. Not, and don't let the enemy pervert and create anger and bias and hatred and all the things that's not of God and won't help you grow. So let's go to the next story. So anybody who's into sports, have you ever have you heard of this quarterback's name is Patrick Mahomes? He's uh, he plays for Kansas City. He's uh, going crazy right now. He's having a really, really great season. Um, the other day, he tweeted something. Um, November 13th, he tweeted something at 429. He said, yesterday I played Fortnite for the first time in a while. And someone killed me with my jersey on. Don't know how I feel about it. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Because, you know, like Fortnite is this new game that has, you know, just swept and everybody wants it. Everybody talks about it. Everybody loves it. It's just it's a big deal. It's it's fun. You can do all the popular dances <laughs> and, you know, but you still get to run around and kill people. Like, let's just be honest. You just you do. You get to run around and murder people. And sometimes because it's just a game or it's just a holiday, we we do things or we endorse things and we celebrate things. That when they happen in real life, they're tragic. You know, that's kind of my big thing with rap music is that the scenarios that artists rap and brag about in real life, mothers are mourning. Brothers are depressed. People commit suicide off of the things that we hear dope beat and we 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 doing all these dance moves too and it's all dope to hear people talk crazy about stuff that literally destroys families when they happen. Like, when the lyrics become real life, nobody's dancing. Everybody is in mourning. So, to hear an athlete of his caliber play just playing a game, and he plays football, pretty decently violent sport. You know what I'm saying? Like, him to play a game, and you could pick people that you can be, you know, public figures and all this other stuff. And that somebody killed him. And it, it, like, I just read it again. He said, yesterday I played Fortnite for the first time in a while. And someone killed me with my jersey on. And it made me think about how many artists have been killed by fans. People who, who love them and idolize them, but end up hurting them. Or how many people have just been murdered, period. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy that we can play a game and we love it when we're murdering people. And I'm not going to talk about the other video games that you can do this at an extremely graphic rate. But I, I wanted to talk about that because it's always dope when someone has every excuse to not be sober because they're a star. Because it's just a game and it's all that. For someone to make such a sober assessment, like, I don't know how to feel about that. For him to actually have to reflect, like, I know this is a game, but... Somebody just killed me with my jersey on. This is this is this is weird. This is I, I, it, it was sobering because sometimes we get so much into the, uh, the the just the you know hey it's just a game or it's just cool this down the forth like dude no that's wild and that can be traumatizing it, it definitely can be desensitizing because I'm reading the comments and what everybody's saying and everybody's making jokes and it's funny and it's like no he might really feel some type of way so. I'm not going to get on the soapbox too big, but I do believe that we have to really sit back and think about what do we enjoy doing and why? <laughs> like, why is it fun to play a game where I can kill people all over the world? Why is it fun that I could play a game where I can literally commit the crimes that are tearing our neighborhoods apart, that people are devastated by the actions that I'm doing in the game because it's just a game. Like, why would this even be fun? So I thought that was interesting from uh, Young Mahomes. And he's a young quarterback. He's a young guy. You know what I'm saying? So it was interesting to see that tweet, man. But but a very no, very last story. So I want y'all to think about that, though. Like, I didn't just throw that in. I want y'all to think about that. 
when you're playing the games, when you're watching the movie, when you listen to the music, sit back a little bit and be like, should I be enjoying this? Is this really fun? And if this happened to me in my life, would it be just as fun? Would I enjoy myself if this trans translated and happened in my everyday life? And for my third and final story, you know, you know, we got to talk about some of the dope stuff that's been happening, man, uh, in the world of podcasting. First and foremost, man, Clean Air Media got a new show. Y'all got to check it out. Look, I'm not being partial, but I kind of am being partial because I can be, and that's okay. But it's a new show, man, and it's, and it's called uh, the Hope Changers Podcast. They have a company called Hope Changers International. Y'all got to go check out their website at hopechangersintl.org. But their show is dope, bro. I mean, it's a couple, but it's not all about love and relationships. No, they talk about hard-hitting stuff. So if you're a believer that's interested in this stuff, a non-believer, and you want to get some information behind the fact, like people say, don't do this just because it's a sin. They tell you why. They show you scripture. They talk about it. They try to educate and edify you so that we can grow as believers. It's a really dope show. It's on cleanairmedia.com. You can catch up with the the full episode. I think it's all the way up to episode eight now. But they got more coming. Listen, man, it's a really, really dope show. But the Bible is the Bible is perfect. It's perfect in how it was written. It's perfect in how in in its uh, rebuke and its reproof. And it is an instruction for children, instruction for life in general. And last but not least, I don't know if I haven't told y'all. I, and I feel terrible because I'm in episode 16 and I ain't told y'all about my show. Well, not my show, but we are one, but I don't know how to do, I mean, because technically if we won, there's my show, but I'm not really on it, but I do produce it, but I, I digress. Details, details, details. No. Man, I got to tell y'all, my wife has a new show and it's on Clean Air Media as well. It's called Maximize Your Monday. Listen, it's really dope. She talks, she really focuses on niche coaching. So she has a coaching agency and she talks about you being, not everybody, like, Helping you be more specific in the life coaching arena. Because every, because even though you may consider yourself a life coach, there's a specific task and skill that you've developed through experience, through life, through, chain, through uh, training, educating yourself, certification, so on and so forth, that you can solve a specific problem. God has put things in you for you to solve a specific purpose. So you get to be trained and encouraged and informed on how to focus in that and it's a really dope show i mean she give you about 20 to 30 minutes and let you on about your day every monday it's really really dope y'all gotta check that out building a kingdom driven business you have to make sure that you're praying over your business that you're praying over the bloodline that you're that you're binding up all of the strongholds that could be hindering you from the success that you desire and depression is definitely um a stronghold and you want to make sure that that is something that you are not just ignoring it's not something that you want to take lightly so of course i'm biased that's my boo so, congratulations to my lady. But no, y'all gotta check that out. So, if you are an entrepreneur, if you're into business, if you're curious about building a foundation of integrity in your business, if you're trying to find your niche, listen, Chase Great Enterprises is a great, amazing place for it. And you can also check her out at Maximize Your Monday. You can just search Maximize Your Monday. She is on YouTube. Maximize Your is Chase Great Enterprises on YouTube. It's Maximize Your Monday, and it's on iTunes. It's on Google Podcasts, it's on Pocket Cast, it's on Castbox. It's where most most mainstream uh, where you gonna of course iTunes and all that. Wherever you looking for podcasts, it's there. Check it out. It's really really dope. It's called Maximizing Monday with Coach Latoya Early. It's really dope, man. And that's all I have to say about that. And now we gotta go with hey, this is this is like an oldie and a good. This is actually like before I started the podcast, I was doing this on. My old website, it was called thechristianrant.wordpress.com. It's still there, but it's called The Christian Rant, man. But this is one of my favorite. This started me. <laughs> this is really dope, man. It's called Dear Mr. Christian. Dear Mr. Christian, I know you're on a mission. I know you say the answer to my problem is religion. I know I'm supposed to change the way I live and stop sinning. But I'd appreciate it if you take some time to listen. Dear Mr. Christian. Hey, what's really dope, man, is that we have a show sponsor. Very first one. 
or second one. I've man, that's bad. I think it's the second. Either way, it doesn't matter. First, second, last, third is great. So listen, I gotta give a huge shout out, man. Today's episode is brought to you by Four Thirteen Fitness Clothing. First of all, on social media, it's at Four Thirteen Fitness. The number four, and then you spell out thirteen. So it's the number four T H I R T E E N Fitness Clothing. That's on Twitter, or you can just follow them at Four Thirteen Fitness dot com. Check it out. It's always the number four T H I R T E E N Fitness. Y'all know how to spell fitness.com. Now let's get into it, dear Mr. Christian. So today's question was pretty interesting, man. Um, it was more or less talking about why are believers so, I guess, extreme. Like I remember it was a conversation I was having at work, and he was like, but y'all be tripping, bro. And it came up because they was asking me about Halloween. And he was like, why are Christmas so extreme? Like, bro, this is just Halloween. They can do this, that, and the fourth. And I'm like, listen, bro, I'm not condemning anyone or saying they're going to hell for going to Halloween, but I have children, and I'm trying to create an environment and a culture where certain things aren't to play with. You know what I'm saying? Death is not... Death is a celebration knowing somebody has given their lives to, to the Lord and that they'll live again. You know what I'm saying? That they'll go to heaven. But death is not, death of death, like murder, killing, evil, these aren't things that I believe we should celebrate and bask in and have fun with for just one day, dressing up like little serial killers and all that because they're real serial killers. And even though the movies people enjoy running from, you know, the monster, this, that, and the fourth, but if somebody was to knock on your door and to butcher your family, which happens in real life, or shoot your family up or kill you or harm you, there's nobody that's going to yell cut in that scene. So things that were introduced to me as a child, because it's, it's candy, <laughs> um, it's something that I didn't want to introduce to my children as something that you play with, because death is heavy, death is serious, violence, murder, evil, these things are real. So as my kids get older, I want to introduce them to these things when they're old enough to understand and have questions, not in a playful time, because sometimes if you just give candy to somebody, they're already playing with shoot. If you think about it, um, it used to be commercials and people would talk about don't don't let you know people would try to snatch kids and say oh I got candy for you here come I got some candy in this van and <laughs> so many things can be confused if you add fun to it if you don't give them the full story it can become dangerous you know what I'm saying and put somebody in a vulnerable position because they don't have all the information so it's not about being extreme so listen dear Mr. Christian. Why y'all so extreme? Why can't they celebrate Halloween? It's not Halloween. First of all, bars. I rhymed. It's not about not being able to celebrate Halloween. It's not about being extreme. It's, it's about having a standard in your house and trying to sanctify the way you live. So not just for Halloween. We don't get into the scary movie thing like there's nothing cool and funny that I want my kids and myself to be entertained with. With the death and the murder and the massacre of people. That's why I struggle even watching, you know, some a lot of these movies, these action movies where there's so much death and people just blowing people brains out and all this stuff that we are, oh man, this action movie, so it's cool. And it's like, bro, this stuff is real. And introducing this stuff to children, they they sometimes grow up not understanding the full weight of death. And then things happen in the real world that kids were introduced to in a playful manner. That, but they can't di differentiate between the two. So, sometimes we just want to create a culture. Just like I told y'all earlier about the place, the restaurant where they were giving and all. Like, I want to create a culture where my kids don't have fun and enjoy the murder and the massacre and the evil of certain things. But the love and the happiness and the family aspect. So, it's not always about what happened. It's about how we go about it and what I want my kids to focus on. Or what I want to focus on or just the culture in my family. The culture of my crib. Like, it's not do as I say. Like, I don't watch this stuff when they're not around. No, I want to create a culture that I can uh, subconsciously do things. And I know because they're watching you. So, believers, it's not something. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes we, we can be extremely extreme. That comes with immaturity. That comes with lack of understanding and knowledge. And it's a lot of times when people are immature. But just because you don't want to participate in something that you consider sinful or something that's not biblical, it's not about being extreme. It's about covering and protecting yourself. 
So to answer your question, bro, and I answer this question, but I wanted to have it because people say it all the time. Why? I'm not extreme, so it's not like, oh, I don't go to the bar because I'm being extreme. Because me and my wife going somewhere and we don't want to wait for a table, we might go sit at the bar and watch a game and eat, but we're not drinking alcohol. But we're careful with that, too, because sometimes it's the appearance of evil. So you have, so we desire, because when people watch us, when they listen to us, when they see us, we want everything about our lives to be a mirror at the base of what we're trying to do but there's no way to actually be a mirror of christ because christ was perfect in all things but what i'm saying is that we want to show we, we want to live in a way to show people that we desire to be like christ so we make moves and strides to live like christ to have an atmosphere like in an environment of godly living of holiness not that we're being perfect or not that we're trying to be perfect to look down on other people or that we are trying to be extreme, but we're trying to live holy because we know there's protection in that. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a different because of the environment that you live in, you subject yourself to certain things that everybody aren't, isn't subject to because of how they cover their houses, how they cover themselves, how they monitor and how they govern their lifestyles. So I don't govern my lifestyle onto my philosophy. I govern my lifestyle onto the word you know what i'm saying because i know the word's intentions and sometimes we have to be honest and understand our heart's intentions is selfish so oh this movie is not a big deal oh this game not a big deal this kind of film ain't a big deal but then what happens when your kids find it what happens when the things that are in this film begin to play off in your spirit play off in your kid's spirit off in your home and he's wondering why all these things are happening around in your house and it's like you've introduced this stuff into this culture you've invited it in so it's not always about being extreme it's about having a standard and trying to live to it because you see further than the initial entertainment you know what i'm saying because i like i said a, a guy can say here little kid here's some candy and the entertainment and a great part of them grabbing the candy and eating the candy could be great but the next thing is that they're snatched and that's and and that's a whole different conversation. This movie is really dope. And like, the, you know, even going back to Patrick Mahomes, you're going around and you, you're shooting people and it's so much fun and this, that, and the fourth. And then what happens when that girl turns you down at the school and you don't know how to deal with frustration and depression and maybe you decide to walk into a school? Like, I mean, I don't even want to say it. Like, what if because you get upset? And I used to do this. This is why it's such a big deal to me. When I used to get upset, because I'm not an overtly evil person. I don't want to hurt, kill nobody. But sometimes I would be so upset. I would go play a video game where you could kill people, ride around and hit people with cars, get shooting with bazookas and do all the stuff that you think is fun. And I used to say it. I used to actually say this. This is therapy. And by the grace of God, I, I was broken from that stuff very, very early. But some of these people really believe this stuff. And what happens when that person invites that type of theology or ideology in their, in their lives and in their hearts? And then they get overwhelmed because life can be hard from death, from money situation from life situation from discouragement from failures whatever and you can't play nothing back in your mind and your heart but you, but that video game where you was just oh this was my therapy but then you do it in real life it's just it's so many different ways and that's and sometimes these are extreme cases but sometimes people are walking around just depressed because they can't go get a bazooka and blow this place up and they can't go do this because they know it's wrong but they're depressed because now they feel helpless because they don't have any other they don't have any other way to I want to say get that vent you know what I'm saying to get that off they don't have any way to actually acquire peace because instead of falling onto the word standard you fall into your own government or your own standard or you govern yourself with your own standard and then you invite these things to you and wonder why you only respond in certain ways I notice myself it's not extreme I notice myself that when I listen to certain music, when I listen to watch certain movies, when I'm feeding myself this stuff, I respond a certain way after a while. I know that when I'm fighting and I'm sanctifying my house, I can stub my toe and be like, ouch, that hurt. Oh, man. And I've also noticed times when I was listening to crazy stuff, listening to crazy music and riding around and all that, and I could stub my toe and I might slip a, a bomb. Like, oh, crap, all oh, this and... Then when my sons hit their toe or get mad and they say, oh, dang, or oh, crap, or all this. And I'm like, whoa, bro, you getting close to cussing. <laughs> like, But it's the environment. So it's not always about being extreme. Sometimes we just truly desire to create an environment that was better than our own because 
we want the first our kids not to be where we at. We want them to already surpass us. So by so that's already a level of understanding that you got to create a world where you are now, where that's their foundation. And if they foundation are solid, man. So listen, don't take it as somebody trying to be perfect, trying to outshine you, think they better than you. Because some people really are trying to live right because they love Christ and they want to be holy. And it's not about being better than anybody else. Like, it's not, like, I don't walk around, like, oh, I didn't, I don't smoke, I don't kill people, I don't do this, oh, I'm better than all the people. Like, no, 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 no. I'm fighting because I know I have a flesh, and I and I want to create a world where it's less things to feed my flesh and more to feed my spirit so that my spirit is stronger, so that when I'm in situations where my flesh should win, it can't because I've been starving it. Because the environment is always in, it's starved. Now, you can't hide everywhere you go and not be around sin, but if you starve your flesh and feed your spirit, because if you just starve your flesh, that's a bad place to be in. That's a that's a that's a starving dog. So that's why you can't be extreme and just oh, I'm not doing this. But you're not filling it with no words. You're not filling it with no holy lifestyle. You're not filling it with fellowship. You're not filling it with church. You're not filling it with studying and reading. Like you're not filling it your your spirit. You just got a starving dog. So then you put yourself in a position where that can be bad. So there's not all. It's not always extreme. I'm not saying there there aren't extremes, but many believers really just want to live right. And they want to position their everyday lifestyle, their routine, to be surrounded around the word and holiness. So, don't take it personal. We don't think we better than you. We really do it to one, show people that you can live right, and not and be successful and happy. That you can literally be successful and happy and not be raw. That you can be funny and not be raunchy. That you can have, that you can have things. Without being a criminal, without doing the wrong thing, and that you can live a lifestyle of holiness and not be casting people to hell or be weird how people may say that you're weird, but you might just be cool and chill, like, oh no, I don't do that, I'm cool. Because that's not my environment. That's not the culture here. You get what I'm saying? So don't take it don't take it as an offense, man. But also, ask. You might learn something. You might be able to you might be able to gain some kind of understanding from that person telling you oh why also why you don't never hang out with us and they may tell you why like oh man i struggled with alcohol for a long time so i've been sober for this amount of time and i'm just really trying to please god and i'm fighting this you know that, that this addiction that i had per se or you know what i'm saying like you just never know and this is how we gain access ask questions with not with the desire to to find out information so that you can rebuttal but ask questions so that you can really understand what somebody is so that you can Growing compassion, because once you grow in compassion and understanding, then it's not you're not offended. You understand. So, but yeah, man, I hope that helped. Now let's get to the, my next segment. Meach might preach. See, this part, man, is really just um, for self reflection and everything. I mean, everything I do is for self reflection and is a part of my self reflection. Um, so first Corinthians 15 and 33, it says, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Now I wanted to talk about, and that's what I've been basically talking about. The whole show is environment. So this is not just person place, but period, because many of us consider ourselves, well, if this don't affect me, cause I'm too strong. And that's, and that's just not right. You like you very rarely will see somebody very successful surrounded by a, surrounded by a bunch of lazy, um, unsuccessful people, as well as anybody that you ever seen that has been successful that surrounded themselves with low-minded, poverty-minded people. They didn't remain successful. That's why it says that bad company ruins good morals. So that means you have all the best intentions, but if you don't fix the environment. Just like the Bible talks about corrupt communication. If you don't, if you are not dead set on the environment, then you could literally leave yourself to ruin. Like you can self-sabotage yourself because one, you're afraid to do self self-assess your behavior, your actions, your atmosphere, your thinking, your thoughts. Like, cause you could be, <laughs> you could be the bad company. You could be the person that every time you call your homeboy or your homegirl, you gossiping. 
You know what I'm saying? You could create that environment where you call them and you just want to go crazy about something. You just want to vent. Like, this is the person that you always can lay your hair down with and y'all can just be reckless because y'all are cool and you doing it in the best intentions. But, dog, like, wait a minute. This person only does this stuff when they're around me. Or I only do this stuff when I'm around that person. Now, it's not that person's fault. That's why the scripture says, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Don't play yourself. Indulging in itself, in this stuff, is a direct reflection of either what you are doing or what you desire to do. But so you want to stay close to it. You know what I'm saying? And by we've talked about how out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you have to do self-reflection, start checking yourself. Like, dang, why am I on this? Why is this the environment environment I'm in? Why, how come when I'm around, people respond like this? How come this happens when I'm around? How come when I go here, this always happens? That doesn't mean everything can be avoided. But when we're talking about your character and having a desire to do more, to be more, to do better, to, to live better, you have to look directly in yourself, directly in your camp, in what you consume. That's media all over the place. That's not just rap. That's not just movies. That's not just video games. That's not just, that's conversation. Who are you talking on the phone to and what y'all talking about on a regular basis? You know what I'm saying? Like you have to, you have to self-assess the environment that you live in. Otherwise, you'll look around and wonder why your culture is something contrary to God. And if you look back at it like, dang. It's the environment I'm in. Now, see, here goes the thing. I'm going to go real quick about it. When they say, well, God was around the sinners. He was to witness. You know what I'm saying? There's no, there's no text where God went and was indulging in sin. God put himself, Christ put himself in a position to try to be a light and build a relationship. But then let me step back and say this. You not Jesus. We not Jesus. So when it comes with wisdom, you got to know you're not called to go to the strip clubs when you're still struggling with this, when you're still struggling with lust. And even, <laughs> I don't know who called the strip clubs. I ain't going to say they're not. I'm just saying that's a random thing. You're not called to go to the bars and pull people out of the bars if you still struggle with alcoholism. Because it ain't even also always about putting yourself in the midst of sin versus building a relationship with people. And living a lifestyle that they can see and helping them think through things through a biblical application. Through, okay, you're a believer. Cool. Let's talk about it. Yeah, well, I like to hang out. The, man, I just like to go to the bar sometimes because I be stressed out. I only get a couple drinks. It's like, okay, let's talk about what do you want to be? What are you trying to do? Who are you trying to be? Now, does this conflict with who you're trying to be? And because if our identity is in Christ, this is why you go. And is this conflicting with what the word tells us to be? Not not any perspective from somebody we're talking about. What's the word say? Because these things will ruin you. It may not ruin you today. It may not ruin you for five, six years. But it will. And if that's not what you want, like it says, you, if you don't want to be corrupted, then you have to separate yourself from things in wisdom. And only subject yourself to things in wisdom. Like everybody can't control their environment at their job, but they can control the way they think. They can control the way they respond. You know what I'm saying? There, there are ways that you can keep yourself if you're aware. Because there's a difference between being somewhere that you have to be versus indulging in things because you're in that because you're somewhere you don't want to be, if that makes sense. So I say all this to say this, man. And I was talking to my to, to my brothers, man, and they made this statement, and it's been sitting with me for a long time. Like sat with me ever since they said it, said it about two weeks ago, a week ago. <sighs> It just stayed with me. Is that what's very dangerous about the time we live in is the things that we accept. It's like, oh no, no, like I was thinking, like, oh no, no, why isn't the thing? Why isn't why isn't it the things that we do? It was like, no, no, no. the issue is what we accept. And it's like, wait a minute. If the, so it makes me go back to the, and the scripture just kept just beat me in the head right now saying don't be deceived <laughs> like that's a warning meaning that there's conf, that there can be confusion in this matter the word always comes to divide confusion from correction it, it, uh, the word comes in to put that line in the sand from the truth and the lie darkness light all that 
It said, don't be deceived, which means people are lying to themselves or can't lie to themselves. Bad company ruins good morals. And it's like, so wait a minute. If we accept everything in these days, then that means everything or anything can corrupt us. And that just blew my mind. So I, so I had to come on here and I wanted to just send out a warning, man. I just want to touch and agree with you that, listen, it may be lonely in a season because you can't accept everything if you if you want to live a successful Christian lifestyle. Shout out to Jay Will that coined that. He's when I'm like success, a successful Christian lifestyle. Wait, wait, and that's not just successful lifestyle. That's successful Christian lifestyle. That means being a Christian, living by the word, keeping integrity. And being successful financially, spiritually, physically, family, family, family wise, all that moral wise stance, position, blah, 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 blah. So f before I go in, say anything else. What are you accepting? What aren't you willing to say? This is bad company. This is wrong. What are you what what are you what are you not putting a name on because you want to be around it? And why? And is it? Something that's helping you or just making you feel good. Like I talked about earlier, like that candy that you can get before somebody snatches you. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, it, And I don't want to get too graphic, but there are so many things that are fun in the moment that can leave you with diseases and <laughs> or debt that will last you a lifetime. But you had so much fun in the moment, but it ruined you for the rest of your life. Now just think about that. That's what I think about every day. We have to choose, make stances, positions. We have to. And we have to stand in that lonely row sometimes when you're the only one that's saying that is wrong. Narrow is the way. Narrow. Do you understand that a group of people can't run down a narrow road? They're gonna have to get in line. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to walk a certain way. They, it's gonna have to be like it's. You gonna. You can't run. Like it's. It's. It's a. It's a. It's such a consistent and intentional uh, exercise to do this thing. So you can't have everything. You can't accept all because all first all won't accept Christ. All won't come, and <laughs> you gotta have a standard. That's not casting judgment on anybody. That's saying that you have a choice and that if you choose to accept everything, understand that everything comes with those consequences. So my suggestion is to get into the word and start asking God, God, what's where does bad company at? Where does corrupt communication at? Where, like, show me, show me, show me the divide. Show me, show me where I need to be selective. Show me how I can be peculiar. Build me, show me how I can create an environment where holiness is in the room. You know what I'm saying? Like when people just walk in the room, they just, like have you ever been somewhere where people just walk in and they, you don't even tell them you're a Christian, but they might cuss or they might do something. Oh, my bad, my bad. Because they just know the standard that you set. And have you ever been a believer and somebody came in and was acting crazy or acting reckless and they was comfortable around you? I don't know about y'all, but that made me feel like, dang, why are you so comfortable talking crazy around me? What have I done to make you feel like that? Because that's not my, you know, that's not, that's not what I'm on. So, so it's like, so what things am I doing to corrupt my character? Even on the surface, that's why it goes back to Thess uh, Thessalonians 5 and 22 talks about the appearance of evil like what am i doing to appear that i don't have this standard because i need to fix that i need to correct that because it's not always that bad company ruin it i mean bad company always ruins good morals on the surface to how people look and on the inside and a lot of times it looked bad on the outside first because the inside stuff take a little longer for it to manifest in you, but you surround yourself because you accepting everything and everybody looking at you like, dang, I thought he was different. I thought she was different. I was really looking for this person to continue to encourage me in this walk. But dang, they accepting this. So maybe I should accept it. Not saying that's your responsibility or show for somebody else chooses wrong, but you might have something to do with it. You might be watering the wrong seed or planting the wrong seed in somebody else's mind. But like I said, that's it, man.
So, look, man, you've been listening to Live with Mitra. I hope this blessed y'all. Um, it's blessing me, man. But I really just wanted to talk to y'all, like I said, because we getting into that mode where everybody going to start talking about, you know, uh, what I'm going to do this year, what I'm going to do that year, you know, what I'm, what's going on and all that. And I'm talking about, listen, environment is so powerful and, and it's going to be hard to make these changes if you don't change the environment you live in first. Like, so now when I walk around people, I'm like, hey, how you doing? How you doing? I'm trying to talk. And I'm not trying to just say, hey, now I'm stopping and say, hey, man, what's going on? How you? Hey, man, if I know something about them, like, no, how them kids doing? Oh, for real? Hey, bro, you always wear some dope hats. <laughs> like, I, I, I find ways to open up the doors of communication so I can create this culture. So the next time I get in an Uber, I get a five. Cause I walk in, I'm like, hey, what's up, man? You all right? Cool, man. You, you having a good day? Cool. And, and hey, I'm just saying, I want to change my atmosphere so I can change the culture. So wherever I go, I exude this. This is where the, this is that light that people that the Bible talk about. How can I be a light? How can I be a light anywhere if I have no consistent culture? Like there's so much that take that it takes to create a light. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the feminine, I ain't going to get all deep into it. But to create a light, there are things that have to be solid. Like that iron that they have inside it, all that stuff has to be solid so that the light, so that when it does heat up and it gives illumination, it's 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 bright. But if you got all these frayed wires and you all over here and there's no set code and there's no standard, think about even with wires. Even wires are covered. <laughs> because when wires are exposed, come on, man, look at y'all chargers. So... So because even your wires are wires have a standard, even your wires can't accept to be uh, have give access to anything and everything has to be covered because they want to give light. So does your life. So does your spirit. So does your mind. So does your heart. But that's it, man. I really hope that this blessed you, man. Um, God is good, dog. Listen, it's getting close to the end of the year. It's beginning to look a lot. I'm not doing that. See, Jay, see, I listen to Jay Will's podcast. Now I'm singing Christmas stuff. Nope. Not going to let it happen. Nope, 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 nope. No. <laughs> but it's snowing outside. I'm looking at the snow. And my kids love snow. My wife loves snow. And, you know, you're getting to hear the music. So, but see, and think about that. That's the one dope thing about Christmas. And I, I'm gone, y'all. I'm done. I, I meet them preached. I got it in. Everything was dope. Look. <laughs> the craziest thing about Christmas to me was so amazing is that when the snow started falling, and the people going out there, the Salvation Army with the bells and the the colors and the music. People are nicer around this time. It's also a sucky time because when they focus on the gifts, it's a time when a lot of people commit suicide or are depressed because they can't buy stuff. That's what, and see, that goes back to the environment. I, like trying to t raise a family and grow up myself, like Christmas is not about this. It's about something else. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and get into the symbolism of one man thanking Christ, and like, and we all know if you get deep that Christ didn't technically die on this day or rise and all that, cool, whatever. But we're celebrating it. But we, this is the one day the world, all these atheists, all these people that just are so too much smart to, you know, too too smart to understand and believe that there's a God, all celebrate a day that we recognize as the birth of of Christ. And what's dope is, is that no matter how smart in theology and, you know, how deep people get into it, because it's true that this ain't the actual day. It didn't happen December 25th. But think about the environment and the spirit that goes through the day where people are nicer. People are happy. It is giving. It is cheer. You know what I'm saying? It is joy. It is love. Spending time with family. Like It's crazy how this time of year people actually are nicer to one another. And I just sit back sometimes because I'm a little deep about Christmas and like, man, y'all worshiping gifts and the Santa Claus and all this stuff. But then I sit back and I think, I'm like, dog, that's crazy. Y'all don't believe in God, but everybody's nicer around this time. I mean, come on, Christ so cold. You don't even know you giving, you walking in his presence and you still loving it. You know what I'm saying? You, you just happier. You're a little more optimistic about life. And it's like, if you took that every day. Like, oh, don't wait for the ball to drop because you get new grace and new mercy every day. Like, it's just so much dope stuff that God offers, man. <laughs> and we try to sneak around and act like it don't exist. But this is around the season where people just are more optimistic. They have hope. <laughs> and that's why it's dope. Because the environment that you put Christ in front of 
Anytime you put Christ in front of something, the environment is different. And that's what I'm, that's what I be geeked about. That's what I'm thankful for. Like y'all don't got to believe in Christ, but when Christmas come around, people singing these songs, but we say music don't affect our mood. But then why, when they playing all these Christmas carols, people want, you know, they just feeling, they feeling different, man. So I digress, man. That was a whole little tangent, man. But I'm really, really excited about this season because people are just generally nicer. There is more cheer, whether they know their wife about to buy them a gift or their kid, dad's about to buy them a gift or whatever, man. You can never go wrong being nicer and sharing joy with other people. Like, you can never do that. This is around the time where people are going to put money up to feed the homeless and help people. Like, stuff that we're supposed to do all year round. But it's just, it's dope to see the influence my guy still has. <laughs> Even if some people only recognize him for one day, I'm praying that this one day may change the rest of their life. And then every day after that, they accept this new environment. Because just like bad company can ruin good morals. The Bible talks about edification. That's why the assembly, that's why church is so dope and so important. Good company, godly counsel can edify and ignite and improve. But I'm done, man. I promise I, I, I hit y'all with the pastor. I'm done. I didn't do it five minutes after. But look, I'm done. I love y'all. Y'all been listening to Live with me, real. Let's get it. Hey, oh, yeah. So listen, listen. Like I said, there has been a lot going on and i really want to be serious about this prayers to everybody dealing with death man like this has been raw young people uh, parents just just children just, listen prayers man this is why we got to create these environments this is why we have to share the good news we have to make sure that people get the gospel because if they get the gospel the only thing that can happen to them is in they, they to their bodies but their spirit belongs to god and they can go home and we can and 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 we can rest easy and at least knowing that whatever happened, whatever the enemy had, whatever the enemy did, whether it was murder, or sicknesses, or whatever happened, they're with the Lord now. That's not something we can say about everybody who's passed. That's why we got to create this holiness and this this godly environment to introduce the key <laughs> to eternal life. Peace and love, y'all. Be listening live with me, real. Play Air Media. It's my day, my day, my day, my day. This is the day that the Lord has made. My day, my day, my day, my day. Say it with me one time. Today is my day. Gotta mean it, daughter. Mean it, daughter. Mean it. I don't know what day it is, but it's my day. I never did it your way. I did it your way. I stood on the sidelines watching y'all play. And still enjoyed every minute of the game. I don't know what day it is, but it's my day. I never did it your way, I did it your way. I stood on the sidelines watching y'all play. And still enjoyed every minute of the game. I just wanna make music that means something Type of lyrics that make you wanna dream something Go somewhere you never been Cause you know you never seen nothing Brody, it's a world out there waiting for you to conquer But the crabs in the barrel make you think it's a problem So you never leave And ironically, those branches only lead to the trees Now you smoking and hopeless Because you lost focus Treating life like a game Because you got tokens when the game's over, you gon' meet the maker Sonic Hedgehog, meet the Sega Genesis, ain't no end of this The beginning is just a revelation What's going on, y'all? It's the one and only Mitril And I'm here to tell y'all about something I'm extremely excited to be a part of So because I'm a part of Clean Air Media Clean Air Media has a new sponsor, man And I gotta talk to y'all about it Because this is something dope And it's actually something that's really near and dear to my heart Everybody knows that I'm a father and I'm a husband. I'm also a sibling. I'm a mentor. Um, I don't know who ever crazy enough to allow me to mentor them, but there are some people. But no, what I'm saying is, is that health is wealth, and right now is the best time. You don't got to wait till the end of the year. Right now is the best time to set your mind on getting healthier today. So, I want to share an opportunity with you guys. It's a new clothing line and they're called 413 Fitness where you're actually able to witness with your fitness. So you're not just at the gym getting swole. You're not just working on your calves or your arms or your elbows. Can you work on your elbows? But I digress. You're also able to witness. And what's even doper is just people seeing the lettering and the conversation that's happening on the, on the clothing line. Let's talk about Philippians 
4 and 13 or when it's talking about fear nothing and it's also have other dope things that's witnessing the people you can sit home no don't go home go to the gym you can be in the gym firm and excited that everything that you're doing has something to do with giving back so you're working out people get to see stuff on your shirt and they're like hey what's that about now you can share now you're having a conversation so now you're getting swollen and you're sharing the gospel they done made you an evangelist and then on top of that 33 percent of every sale goes directly to outreach and evangelism i'm just saying how can you beat that you giving and you geared up it's geared up to the word i don't know but it is i'm talking about you're looking good you're getting healthy and you're investing in other people not just helping somebody get healthy physically but they're working on the on the spiritual aspect so i need everybody right now to head over to 413fitness.com tell them each real sent you